officer. I don't know nothing about no molasses, Mr. Burris replied. Yes, you do, Burris. You're the one who stole him, ain't you? The officer insisted. No, sir. Anthony's daddy answered calmly. I didn't steal no one's molasses. After a second, then third attempt to get Mr. Burris to confess to the theft, the officers then looked at Anthony. Boy, come here, one growled belligerently. Tiny Anthony, dressed in nothing but a long-tailed shirt, stood frozen with fear, staring at those angry white policemen. He hardly ever seen a white person, and no one had ever talked to him like that. I said, get over here, boy, the officer shouted. Cautiously, Anthony obeyed and walked toward the demanding officer. At that moment, each officer pulled his service revolver, cocked and leveled it at little Anthony's head, touching his skull. Mr. Burris was totally caught off guard. There was nothing he could do. Both he and his baby boy's lives were in danger. One wrong word could end in disaster. Anthony, his eyes were little saucers. With a pounding heart and clammy palms, the boy trembled from head to toe. Those big white police officers looked like giants to him. He had never been threatened before. He was just a baby. Boy, look at me. Your daddy stole Mr. Johnson's molasses, didn't he? Tongue-tied, Anthony was much too frightened to speak. The officer yelled louder. I said, did your daddy steal Mr. Johnson's molasses? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Anthony replied fearfully. With that, the two men turned, holstered their guns, and handcuffed his daddy. They drug him from the porch to the car, crammed him into the back seat, and slammed the door. Watched in terror from the window as the police car sped back down the dirt road until it disappeared in a cloud of dust. Mr. Burris was charged with theft and concealing stolen property. He went before a judge and was sentenced to one year in the state penitentiary at McAllister, Oklahoma. Hello, my name is Anthony Burris. It was my daddy who was taken from our family for an entire year in 1934. It was those two white police officers who planted seeds of hatred for the white race in my five-year-old heart, seeds that would later bring a harvest of bitterness, anger, fear, and distrust of whites. This book is a story of how I was delivered from the prison of bitterness, hatred, and unforgiveness into the palace of freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus, to love and to be loved. Chapter 2 A Humble Beginning Come with me, if you will, to another world, a world that you likely know not of. It is a world from which I came, for I am the fourteenth child of a family with twenty-six children. More about that in a moment, but first. My grandfather was bought and sold as a slave in Tennessee's Cumberland Mountain Range, 
a beautiful stretch of mountains that reaches from Virginia through West Virginia, touching the eastern edge of Kentucky, before dipping down through the center of Tennessee. Granddaddy's slave master, Mr. William Burris, bought both my grandfather and my father, along with other Africans. When slaves were free, or what was called manumitted, if they had not been given a name, they were allowed to select their own. However, Mr. Burris, for whatever reason, had a practice of naming all of his slaves after himself. So there are a lot of Burrises running around today. Mr. Burris was a proud member of the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan was a secret society formed in 1915 that used acts of terrorism to suppress the freed black slaves.